0: I felt like uh, it's important for God's people and those who carry the life of Jesus in our hearts for us to uh, open our lives to true meaning, true uh, purpose, true intent of the Spirit of God for God's people at Christmas time. Obviously, I don't believe that Christmas is just a celebration of of one time of the year. I think Christmas we should carry in our hearts every day, and I think we should uh, celebrate the life of Jesus in us every day. How many agree with me in that? Over the next three weeks, I want us to, to talk about some things that the uh, Lord has just put in my heart. It just happens to be around the theme of Christmas, but uh, it's actually truths that will be true at all the times. But let's, let's just take a moment. I want to get some feedback from you about Christmas. Now, I know that those of us that are part of this are no longer children. And the way that life comes at us and the way that we've survived up to this point, I think in a lot of ways, a lot of what Christmas maybe once was for us has been kind of um, beaten out of us, worn out of us. I know that uh, uh, even for myself, I, I, uh, I almost have to wait for what I call the Christmas moment for me. And, and sometimes it happens early in the season and sometimes it doesn't happen till you know, Christmas. Sometimes it doesn't even happen until after Christmas. But uh, there comes a moment for me where I just get this moment where all of a sudden something just triggers in me and I get emotional and I get sentimental and I get teary and I get uh, this heartfelt and all of a sudden I, I just there's, there's something that comes over me that there's an impact that, you know what? God is speaking to my heart and doing something in me. And, and I wish... That it, didn't, it wasn't so obscure. It wasn't so um, difficult. It wasn't yeah, something I had to wait for. I wish there was something uh, that sensitivity was in me all the time. But I, I just wanted to take a moment before we do anything else about this, this uh, study. I wanted to ask you a question. When you think of Christmas, what do you think of? In this now experience of Christmas, what are, what are some words that come to your mind? What are some ideas that come to your mind? What do you think of when you think of Christmas? Tell me something. Family. Fudge, Dave. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Peace, gifts. Okay, Papa Noel. Papa Noel. Yeah, Santa Claus. Yes, Christmas Carol. The movie Christmas Carol. The story. The Dickens story, Christmas Carol. What else do you think of when you think of Christmas? Shopping. I know that's a trees. Yeah, Christmas trees. What else? Church. Yeah, church experiences. Jesus. Well, Jesus. Good bank accounts. That's right. How much money do we have? How much money do I got? Giving. Giving. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lights. Yeah, lights. I put up some Christmas tree lights today. Food. Yeah, lots of Christmas food. So these are, these are all good and wonderful things about Christmas. Now, let me ask you this. When you were a kid, when you were six, seven years old, what did you think of Christmas then? Well, I heard, I heard it, it just kind of like just, yeah, it just kind of bubbled up here. Pre- how many said Presents. 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 How many, how many of you, when you were a little kid, looked forward to opening presents at Christmas? Yeah. And how many would say that was, that was like a big deal to you as a kid, opening presents at Christmas? Now, how many of you, that opening presents is a big deal still? Yeah. yeah. Not as much, though. Because something in us that's kind of, we've, we've got sophisticated and, uh, and we don't want to be uh, materialistic. And so that's kind of got washed out of us. But let me say something to you right here from the outset. I believe that that childlike anticipation of opening gifts at Christmas is not materialistic. It's not evil. It's not bad. In fact, I think it's God-inspired. I think there is something that because it's just so universal that kids have an anticipation of something coming and, and their lives being mm, enriched at Christmas. And when you were a little kid, that's something you really, really look forward to. And you know what I just, I just want for you tonight, for, the, for you to have not so much a package under a tree wrapped with, with uh, colored paper. But for you to have a great anticipation that your Heavenly Father has a wonderful thing that He wants to give you. And you want to be excited to receive it from Him. I believe that God wants to bring back a childlike faith in our hearts to really look forward to something that God has for us. Because I really believe that God has something for all of us. And tonight, as we open this, the Word of God, I want us to have within us a, an anticipation, an increasing anticipation that something that Jesus has for us. A childlike faith, a, t- a childlike looking forward to something that God has, has prepared for you, has designed for you, and wants to just impart into your life. Now, for us to be childlike, for us to go back to that kind of mindset, we, there has to be something that we have, to, we have to think about. When you were a kid and you were really looking forward to open Christmas presents, you, were, you actually wanted them. You were actually open to receiving presents. You, you did not have a sophistication. I don't know any kid, when they receive a Christmas present, oh, no, 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 that, that's too much. No, 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 I don't deserve that. Or, no, you know, you, oh, that's too, that was just too much trouble. Why did you spend that money, Mom and Dad? Do you know of any seven-year-old who would ever stop and say that? No, absolutely, they would just dive in. Oh, and they, the first thing, thank you, oh, awesome, great, right? And there's something about your Heavenly Father who wants us to get back to not... Oh, not I, Lord. Or, uh, I've done too much. I'm not worthy of it. But you know what? Yeah, whatever you've got for me, I want it. Can you say that? I want it. I want it. Lord, whatever you have for me, I want it. I don't even know what it is. But I know I want it. Because I know it's going to be great. There is something about that spirit, that attitude, that mindset that I want us to dive into tonight. That's why I call tonight Open. I want you to open your hearts and open your minds and open your spiritual eyes and open your lives to receive what God has for you right now, tonight, this season. Okay, I have, I have four daughters. I don't like to use my children for illustration. I try to avoid it, but, but I learned so much from them. And of my four daughters, and they're all very unique and diverse, and I love them all, but I've got one particular daughter who it is extremely, almost ridiculously easy to give gifts to because she so much wants them. She wants stuff, and she's very open about it. She's very frank about it. If she wants something, she'll tell me. She won't, she won't be shy and backwards about it. She'll let me know way in advance when she wants something. And you know what? And, and she's got me trained that when I'm out and about and I see stuff, I think of her. And I, I have a tendency to want to get her stuff, because she's just she's so so open to receive things and and for a long time i was concerned have i been raising a materialistic child is this child going to be just be this you know materialistic person but i've discovered over time that no this is this is something that's really really great about her she is open to receiving things and it's really easy for her to receive things i wish i was more that way i wish i was more Open to whatever God had for me. And that it would be really easy. I'd be a person that it's easy for God to give things to. Easy for God to bless. Easy for God to anoint with gifts and talents and, and abilities and, and expressions of his life and his word and his life to me, because I'm so Open and looking forward to it. So tonight, I, that's a long introduction, but that's 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 the spirit in which I want us to uh, to dive in tonight. And let's let's start with the Word of God. And, and because this is Christmas time, I want us to start with a uh, uh, passage of the scrip- scriptures from the Christmas story. You'll find the Christmas story in the books of Luke and the book of Matthew, in the first couple chapters of both those books. But tonight we're going to turn to Luke chapter two. I'm going to start in verse twenty one. Now this is actually technically what happened immediately following the birth of Jesus. In fact, eight days after Jesus was born. And it starts this way. It says, And when eight days had passed, before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, They brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And Jesus was that. He was a firstborn male that opened the womb of Mary. He was the firstborn. And in the, in the culture, in the law of the Lord, when the firstborn would be considered holy, set apart to God. And Jesus was certainly that. Jesus opened the womb of Mary. When Mary's womb was opened, what came out? But, the, but Jesus, the life of God, the word of God. The salvation of the world came out of Mary's womb when Mary's womb was opened. There was something that God had placed in her miraculously, never happened ever before that way, it has never happened again since. But in Mary, there was placed the life, the Word of God, and when her womb was opened, the Word of God was brought forth to the whole world. Okay? There was an opening. There was an opening. And God's life came forth. Look what it says here in Matthew 2, the other book of the Bible that talks about the uh, coming of Jesus in his birth. And this has to do with the wise men. It says, After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, And again, here's this, this interesting, beautiful illustration, which actually has opened the and begun the, the, the whole expression of what we have experienced to this day of the giving of gifts at Christmas comes out of the tradition of this experience. But these men, these wise men, they saw his star, they traveled to where they found him, and they brought gifts. And they opened from the treasures of what they had. They opened the treasures and presented in worship to Jesus. And if you, you, see the whole, you see the whole spectrum of the Christmas story in these, two, in these two pictures, okay? God placing his life inside of Mary, opening her womb and giving the gift of Jesus to the world. And then you see people coming and responding to what the gift of God and opening of their treasures and giving worship back to Jesus. And that is the, the whole cycle of what it's all about, God giving His life to us and us giving our worship back to Him, okay? So let's, let's take a look at this, this concept. Jeremiah 20, 32, 17 20 says this. "'Ah, Lord God, behold, "'you have made the heavens and the earth "'by your great power and by your outstretched arm. "'Nothing is too difficult for you, "'who shows loving kindness to thousands but repays the iniquity of fathers to the bosom of their children after them. O great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts is your, His name, great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the sons of men, giving to everyone according to His ways and according to the fruits of His deeds. Let's look at one scripture here. Psalms 34, 15 says, The eyes of the Lord... Are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Okay, so here's your first fill-in. The eyes and the ears of the Lord are open. The eyes and the ears of the Lord are open. What does that mean? It means God's looking, God's watching, God's attention is on us. His ears are open to those who would cry out to Him. Your prayers are always heard from God, always heard by God. Even the ones that you speak out loud, even the ones you just think in your mind, the prayers that are in your heart, God's ears are open to hear them. He He is not distant and shut out from you. God's attention. His eyes, could could you imagine, you know, what what would you say? If my eyes and my ears are open to you. It doesn't give you an impression of of attention, openness, wanting to hear, wanting to receive, wanting to engage. And this is what the Bible reflects about God. God God is opened. His eyes are open. His ears are open to his people, okay? That's one of the great things about the Lord to us. Here's another thing, incredible, this. Deuteronomy 28, 12. The Lord will open for you his great, or His good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Then in Malachi, God said this, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. One more. Matthew 3:16 says this. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting upon him. What does the scriptures here say here? And you can fill this in as your next outline, fill in. The heavens are open. The heavens are open. And what does that mean? That means the authority, the power, the rulership. The domain, the presence, the life, the command of God. Where God dwells, where God reigns, where God lives is not closed to you. It has been opened to you. When Jesus came and he was baptized, the heavens we're open. God promised in his word he would open the heavens for his people. We need to see, again, God's looking, God's listening, and his authority, his rule, his provision. It's open to you. You don't need to beg and plead and, and, and cry and you know, pound on, on the gates of heaven as if you know, the, the doors are shut to you. You need to call on his name. You need to seek his face. But you got to understand there's an openness. There's a receptivity. There's a a heart towards us to provide for us, to pour out for us, to give and to supply. The heavens have been opened. Isn't that great? Let's look at one more. Matthew 5 says this. This is when we've uh, talked about Jesus coming to the, the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. This is the opening uh, verse of the Beatitudes. It says this. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, and that's where he, he began, blessed are the poor in spirit. But he opened his mouth. Okay? Here's, here's another scripture that, that ties into this. Luke 4, 16 and 19. He came to Nazareth. Nazareth, where he had been brought up, as was his custom. And he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Jesus went into the synagogue and they, and they handed him a scroll, which was the writings of Isaiah. And he went and he opened and he looked till he found this particular passage. And this is what he proclaimed but he opened the word. Look what it says here in John 18. This was after Jesus was arrested and was about to be crucified. They brought him before the the council of of the Sanhedrin and the high priest was questioning him and he questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. And Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogues And in the temple, where all the Jews come together. I spoke nothing in secret. Why do you question me? Question those who have heard what I have spoken to them. They know what I said. Isn't that interesting when they try to interrogate Jesus? He says, ask those who listen to me. Ask those who have heard my word. I've spoken it openly. Don't, don't pull me into this, this secret chamber and, and try to interrogate me to accomplish your, your objective here. I spoke openly to the world. I spoke to disciples. They heard what I said. Find out who I really am and what I really said. Find out what my word really does by talking to those who have heard what I had to say. Folks, that, re, that doesn't just apply to those people that walked with Jesus 2,000 years ago. That would be true about us today. How is the world going to know who Jesus really is but by those of us who have heard what he had to say? He's living within us. Look at what it says in Psalm 78, 1 and 2. Listen, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. In Proverbs 8, 5 and 7 it says this. O naive ones... Understand prudence, and, oh fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things, for my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. So here's your next fill-in. The word, or the mouth, of the Lord has opened. The word or the mouth of the Lord has opened. Okay, so what, what have we discovered? His eyes and his ears are open. His heavens, his rule, his domain, his provision has opened to us. And his mouth has been opened. He has opened the word of God to us. It's been given openly, it's been given freely. It's not been done in secret, it's been done to, given, to give us life, okay? Let's look at one other truth, Isaiah 45, 7 through 9, on the back of your outline there. The one forming light and creating darkness, causing well-being and creating calamity, I am the Lord who does all these. Drip down, O heavens, from above, and let the clouds pour out righteousness. Let the earth open up and salvation bear fruit. The righteousness and righteousness spring up with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Here's the next feeling. The earth, and I would say next to that, mankind, needs to open. When God talks about the earth, yes, he's talked about the planet. But spiritually, when he talks about the earth... We're made from the earth. We're made of the earth. You know that? When he formed us in his image, he reached into the clay of the ground and he formed us out of the earth. And we are of the earth who have been infused with a heavenly life. Heaven and earth have come together and lives inside of us. And when the Bible says the heavens need to drip down, The earth needs to open up so that salvation and righteousness may spring forth. It's it's a declaration to us. We need to open up terra firma, the earth. We need to open up our hearts. We need to open up our lives. We need to open up for that which the heavens are pouring out to our lives. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay, so so now let's, let's, let's move on to this. Psalms 146, 7 through 9. Who executes judgment for the oppressed, who gives food for the hungry, The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the strangers. And he supports the fatherless and the widow, but thwarts the way of the wicked. Isaiah 35, 4 and 6 says, Say to those with an anxious heart, Take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. And the lame will leap like a deer. And the tongue of the mute will shout for joy. For waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the Arabah. Psalms 119.18 says, Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. In Acts 26, 15, and 19, says this, And I said, Who are you, Lord? This is Paul, the story of when he had his first encounter with Jesus. And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you, to appoint you a minister and a witness, not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me this was Jesus' declaration to paul that he was sending them to open the eyes open the eyes the prayer of psalm 119 is open my eyes isaiah says the eyes of the blind will be opened so your next fill in our spiritual eyes need to be opened god's eyes are open to us now our eyes need to be opened We need to see what God is doing. We need to have our spiritual eyes open to see where God is moving. In a a real way, when when he's talking about our spiritual eyes, he might as well be also talking about our spiritual ears. We need to receive and perceive. Understand. It's, It's the idea of before we came into Jesus, we were in darkness. Now, that's a spiritual thing. I mean, when it says the eyes of the blind, we're not physiologically blind. I mean, biologically blind. I mean, we can, we can obviously see. But there was a spiritual darkness, a spiritual blindness, where God was moving all around us. God was doing things all around us, and we just never recognized it. We never saw him. We never saw him coming. We never saw him going. We never recognized when God was moving, but when Jesus comes and he opens our heart and we open our heart to receive him, our spiritual eyes, our spiritual blindness is opened and all of a sudden we move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. This is what Jesus said to Paul. Well, the move from the domain or the dominion of, of Satan into the domain the dominion of God. There needs to be an opening, an openness. It's, it's kind of like what Jesus said I only do what I see the Father doing, I only say what I hear the Father saying. Jesus. The Lord God Almighty, He had this this commitment that He wouldn't, He would, it's just like what His Prayer was: not my will, but your will. He had this covenant with God, He had this commitment with God, He had this this principle that He walked by that He was revealing for us that we shouldn't be just living our lives based on our own agenda. Not living our lives based on just what we want to do, trying to pursue our own pursuits. But Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. Now, if I was going to take that personally and I was going to be a follower of Christ and I was going to walk in in Jesus' way, if 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 I'm going to be able to say, you know what, I only choose to do what I see the Father doing, then I have to be able to see what the Father's doing. And the only way that's going to happen is for my spiritual eyes to be open, for me to be able to recognize when God is doing something, when God is moving, when God is expressing his life, when God is extending mercy or kindness, instruction, judgment, when when he's he's, uh, moving in a certain way, my spiritual eyes and the prayer of our hearts, and this is what I'm asking for you guys to pray the same thing that that was prayed way back in Psalm 119.18, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things, wonderful things in your word and the wonderful things that God is doing. Open my ears, open my eyes. May I be open to recognize what God is doing so that I cannot, I could stop being the kind of person who's constantly asking God, God, would you come and bless what I'm doing? God please give me what I want. I'm doing this, God, please come and bless me. And I would reverse my entire attitude and say, Lord, let me see what you're doing and let me get in on that program. What is it that you are doing in this church? What is it that you're doing in my family? What is it that you're doing in the workplace and the people and the lives around me? And let me get on board with what you're doing. Let me see what you're doing and let me cooperate with you, Lord. Let me hear what you're saying and may me echo and say the same thing. Open my eyes to see the wonderful things in your command, in your law, in your way, in your statutes, in your declaration. May I be one who's a reflection, a cooperation, an extension of the life the Word of God. May the womb of my heart be open, and may the Word of God come forth. May I be an expression like Mary was. May you put your life in me, and may I bring forth Jesus. Wouldn't that be awesome? Now that's living Christmas every day of your life. Okay? Two more, two more principles here. Psalm 51:15. O Lord, open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. Ezekiel 3.27, when I speak to you, I will open your mouth. This is God saying to us, when I speak to you, I will open your mouth and you will say to them, thus says the Lord God, he who hears, let him hear, and he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. It was God speaking to Ezekiel. He was talking about God's people. He says, Ezekiel, I'm, I'm going to speak to you, but when I speak to you, I'm going to open your mouth. And when you declare what, I, what I'm saying, either they're going to receive you or they're going to refuse you. And if they got ears to hear, they're going to hear what I'm saying and they're going to receive it and they're going to respond to it. And if they don't, if they close off, let them refuse. Now, that, that phrase here, he who has ears, let him hear, you'll find that phrase several times in the teachings of Jesus. Jesus said this many, many times. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. In fact, when you go to the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book of the Bible, in the, in the first three chapters there, over and over again it says in the scriptures, Let him who has ears to hear hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Folks, it's not something that God is going to come and do to you. There has to be a willingness on your part to open your ears, your spiritual ears, and open your spiritual eyes to receive what God wants to say. And if you're open, you will receive it. If you... If you got, you've got something more important to listen to and you just close off, God will say, let them refuse because they're a rebellious people. He knows he knows our hearts. He knows that either we're open in our hearts or we're closed. Okay? Here's one more scripture in, in regards to this. Ezekiel twenty nine twenty one it says, On that day I will make a horn sprout for the house of Israel. And that, and that, re- that uh, represents, in spiritual language, a, a place of authority. The, the nation of Israel would have authority again because they had, they had been, they had been uh, uh, taken out of their land and they had been overrun by another nation. But there would become a day when authority responds back to God's people. Okay, And I will open your mouth in their midst and they will know that I am the Lord. So here's your next feeling. Our mouths, our mouths need to be opened. Not only should we open our ears to hear what God is saying, but there needs to be a willingness. You know what? There comes a day where it doesn't, I just don't hear, 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 feed me, feed me, feed me, bless me, bless me, bless me, and it all fills up into my mind and heart, and I'm just so full of myself because I'm so full of the word of God, and I'm just all blessed. But there has to be a time where I'm willing to say, okay, Lord, you've spoken to me, you've taught me, you've revealed your life to me, And I'm going to, okay, I'll open my mouth. And I'm going to be courageous enough to actually say what God has said to me. I'll actually be able to say, you know, Jesus is Lord. My life is submitted to him. And he has done great things in my life. I praise the Lord. I praise worship the Lord Jesus is my master and everything I do is because of him and for him and if he speaks to me and he puts it on my heart to say I'm Lord I'm going to open my mouth I'm going to be willing to say it because I'm not going to just take it in and stop it up but I'm going to be a conduit I'm going to let that womb of my heart be open and let the word of God come forth I know this is what I'm saying. Maybe scary to some of you, but I'm gonna. This is what the Word of God says. This is what He's teaching us, that if we're going to really be Christians and really live Christmas, that what God gives us needs to not only flow to us but flow through us. Does that make sense? Well, you could be a little bit more encouraging than that. Yes. Okay. Okay. One last principle. I knew I'd scare you guys. Luke twenty four forty four and forty seven says. Now he said to them, this was Jesus after he was resurrected, and he met with two men of his disciples walking to a road called a uh, city called Emmaus, and he walked along with them, and they didn't recognize him. They did not know who he was. And he walked with them for hours. Resurrected Jesus. Guys who had spent years with him did not recognize him. But look what this says: amazing. And he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that the repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. After Jesus had walked with these guys and they came to a place where it was evening and they were were done walking for the day and they decided to have a meal together, and the Bible says that when he took the bread and he broke the bread, as soon as he broke the bread... All of a sudden, their eyes were opened, and they recognized who he was. And so they were so excited that they left where they were and ran all the way back to where they started that day and got together with the disciples, and they said, we saw him. And when all these guys were back together again, Jesus appeared to them, and this is what he said to them. And he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, that everything that had ever been declared throughout all of the scriptures of God, they were proclaiming Jesus. And he opened their minds to understand the word of God. Look at this last scripture, Revelation 3.20. Behold, this is Jesus again speaking, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. Your last feeling. Our minds and our hearts need to open up to him. The word of God, the life of God, the declaration of God, the spirit of God, Jesus, the savior of the world, the master, the king, <laughs> king of kings, lord of lords, He stands at the door of your heart and he's knocking. And you can say, oh, I'm not dressed. Oh, I don't feel like any visitors today. Oh, go away. I don't like solicitors. I'm busy. I'm tired. Or... We could be like little kids on Christmas morning. Whatever it is got for me, I want it. I love it. Give it to me. I can't wait to open it up. I open my eyes. I open my mouth. I open my heart. I open my ears. I open my life to receive what you have for me, that your life may be lived in me and through me. And that I may express the greatness of this great, almighty, all-giving, all-providing, all-loving, everlasting God. May Christmas Day happen for you tonight. May your hearts and your minds, may your mouths, may your eyes, may your ears be completely open for what God is saying to you. What God is giving to you. And may you freely share it like Mary... Open the womb of your heart and give forth the life of God that the world may receive the blessing of salvation, of his glory, of the gift of his life. Pray with me. Jesus, we are so thankful that you came. We are so thankful that you are not willing for us to live in darkness. You're not willing for us to be separate from you. You are not willing for us to live In any other way, but with the fullness of your life within us. Lord, thank you for opening your mouth. Thank you for opening the heavens. Thank you for your eyes and your ears being open to us. Lord, we respond in the same way. May our spiritual eyes be open that we may see what you are doing. May our spiritual ears be open to hear what you are saying. May our mouths be open to declare your word, your glory, your law, your proclamations, your love, your forgiveness, your kindness. May we have our blind eyes be opened. May we have our deaf ears be unstopped. May we have our dumb tongue be loosed that we may declare your glory. And may we be an extension of the life and the healing and the proclamation of the favorable year of the Lord. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the day of grace. Now is the day of the the life of Jesus, the light of the world. You are the light of the world, but you have declared us to be the light of the world. May we be all that you created us to be. May our hearts be always open to you. May we always be attentive to what you're doing, to what you're saying. May we make your gift of life the most exciting, anticipated expected thing of our day. May we never start a day without looking for what you're saying and doing to us. May we never end a day without thanking you for all that you've given us. May we walk in the power and the glory of Christmas. Christ revealed to the earth salvation given to man. The word of God becoming flesh and walking this earth in the glory and the name of Of Jesus we pray. Amen.